guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, guys. Morgan here. Welcome back to another episode of Joy and Hope. Today, I want to talk about why go to Mass? Like, what's the point? Um, What's up with that? Especially if you're not Catholic or if you are Catholic and just have never understood the Mass, join the club. Most, Most Catholics don't. So don't feel bad about it. Glad you're here. And I want to help answer that question for you. Um, with that, I have a couple things that I want to hit in this episode. Um, so first, why we go to mass, like at all, like why you should go to mass, maybe how you can help motivate yourself to go to mass. Um, I'm not going to talk about the whole tradition of the mass or like why it's valid or why like Jesus made it a thing, all that kind of stuff. We are going to start with the foundation that Jesus tells us to. Jesus, through the Holy Catholic Church, the church that he instituted, um, he asks us to go to Mass. He asks us through the church to go on Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation. That's the foundation we're starting with. If you want to go back even farther and look into, like, where does the Mass come from? Like, how do we know this tradition is valid? All that kind of stuff. Um, I recommend this book to you. It's called Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist, Unlocking the Secrets of the Last Supper by Brant Petrie. It is an awesome book. It's an incredible book. Read it in college while at Benedictine. So if that's kind of what you're looking for, I would recommend that book. If you're looking for more of a what's going on at Mass, like the whole point of the Eucharist in the Mass, that kind of thing. We're also not going to delve super into that in this episode, but I also have a recommendation for that question if you're looking more for that as well. It's this awesome book called Seven Secrets of the Eucharist by Vinnie Flynn. Looks like this. I will say the book by Brant Petrie is a much more intellectual book, so definitely go into that prepared for deep theological concepts or maybe a more difficult read, depending on where you're at with theology and reading in general. And then Seven Secrets of the Eucharist, it's a very straightforward, very easy to understand book, and it's much shorter and the words are much bigger on the page then um sorry i just realized that's super bright uh but if you could kind of see that whereas this book tiny text all that kind of stuff so those are two recommendations i have because that's not something i'm going to go super into in this video so the two things that i really want to hit are one um why should i go to mass like as a as a catholic um or even just as a person in general like maybe you're not catholic watching this video like You're telling me I should go to Mass, that everyone should go to Mass and be a part of the church? Like, why? Why should I go to Mass? So that's the first part I would like to hit. And then the second part 
is um, maybe you are faithfully going to Mass already. Praise God for that. Uh, praise Jesus. But maybe you don't really feel like you get a lot out of it and don't really like know why you're going or like what's in it for you kind of a thing. So I want to talk about that as well. So first point, why go to Mass? As in, um, like, why should I have to? So if it is a struggle for you to motivate yourself at all to go to Mass, maybe you are already an adult and have stopped going to Mass. Maybe your family went growing up. Maybe they didn't. But maybe for whatever reason where you're at in your life, you've decided you have either left the church or you just say that you're Catholic, but you don't go to mass. Or maybe you're even a young person or maybe you're even a kid still. And you're just like, I don't want to go to mass. Um, maybe your parents don't make you go to mass. And so or maybe they give you the option and you choose not to go wherever you're at with that. If you struggle to motivate yourself to get to mass. Here is a very simple analogy that I would like to offer you as to why you should go. Um, so think about it this way. I was actually on a retreat last week with a group of eighth graders, awesome group of eighth graders. If any of them are watching this video, they'll know exactly where I'm going with this. But I was, I was giving this talk actually um, to these eighth graders last week, and it was about mass, the Eucharist, all that stuff. And I was like, okay, guys, here's an example. Let's say that you're religion teacher, because she was in the back of the room during the talk, I was like, if your religion teacher gives you an assignment, um, like you have her class all year, like if she's giving you assignments and expecting you to do them and they're for a grade and all this stuff, like what's going to happen if you never turn in an assignment? Never. Like all year long, she gives out all these assignments for all these points and you just never do it. Like, what's going to happen? And this boy in the front row was just like, you're going to fail the class. And I was like, exactly, as you should, because she, as your teacher, for your own good, is giving you these assignments. She's trying to get you to learn material. Um, she knows that it's good for you and your brain to learn. It helps you grow as a person, especially in a religion class. Like if maybe the reflect, the assignment is a reflection of some sort or memorizing church teaching, like whatever, whatever you're doing in this class or even math or science, like if a teacher gives you an assignment, it, it is hopefully with the intent that this is for your good. This is only for your good. Um, so therefore, if you don't follow through on that and if you don't do the assignments, yeah, you're going to fail and you deserve to fail and you have no one but yourself to blame for that. Now, take that into the context of the spiritual life and eternity. I mean, do we really believe that we're just here on this earth and that nothing is going to happen afterward? No, like there's so much more to it than that. And there is a God. Like we know that there is a God. And with that, what does God ask of us as his creatures, as, as creatures, according to the book of Genesis, made in his image and likeness, male and female, like what is my role? Um, what, what am I compared to God? What do I do about that? Like what's that relationship about? So God, very clearly, very simply, um, asks us to worship him. 
which we owe him as our creator. As a child of my parents, my human parents, I owe them my love and respect simply because they are the reasons that I am here. So with God who created us so much more so, I owe him worship. And so what does that worship look like? Jesus Christ instituted the church, his church, the one holy Catholic apostolic church, Catholic simply meaning universal church for all people of all time. So like Christ instituted this church um, and then continues to speak to us through this church. And so the church simply asks regarding worship that we come together in the mass every Sunday and on any holy day of obligation. Like those are the only times that we're required to go participate in the mass though we can participate daily. So I posed the question to these eighth graders. I was like, quite simply, what do you think is going to happen if God has given us this assignment and you never show up? Like you willfully choose to not spend that time in worship of God as he's asked any of those Sundays or any of those holy days, like what do you think is going to happen when you die and stand before him? And they were like, you're going to go to hell. You're like, you're going to fail. And that is exactly what's going to happen. And we have no one to blame but ourselves for that. God doesn't choose to send anyone to hell. God is love itself. God could never create a being apart from love. Like God is love. God even created Lucifer who turned into the devil, like who turned his back on God. Like God created Lucifer out of love. His name literally meant Lucifer, bearer of light. Like God loved him. God loves all of us. It's us who choose to turn away from him. So if anyone goes to hell, it's by their choice, and it's because during their life on earth, they chose to live apart from God. And if I choose to live apart from God on earth, then I have no reason to merit living with God in eternity in heaven. So the eighth graders understood this really clearly, and they were like, whoa. Like some of them were like, oh, I never thought about it like that before. Yeah, and it's so true. Like, we don't think about the spiritual life in this way, but for some reason, we get it when it comes to, um, yeah, like simple analogies like that. Jesus even had to make parables up all the time when he was preaching, like these stories and stuff to illustrate his points, because sometimes things are so simple that we as human beings make them way more complicated than they need to be. So first of all, why go to Mass? Quite literally, because without doing so, you could end up in hell. And that's not God's will for you. That's not what he wants for you. That's not what I want for you. Um, and so, Lord, in your most holy name right now, I pray that anyone watching this video um, will be blessed and will be convicted to go to Mass, to just try it, to just try it. Thank you, Jesus. And going off of that point, so let's say you do start going to Mass, you give it a shot, or maybe you're already faithfully going to Mass, 
but you're kind of like, what's going on here? And like, what am I supposed to be getting out of this? Because maybe you've got like, maybe you've gone your whole life growing up. And so you're just used to it and you've already written it off as like this boring thing that I just have to do so that I don't go to hell. Even though that's a good starting point because you're going to mass, it's not the best reason. Just like if um, my parents ask me to do something, hopefully I don't just do it to get it over with, but I do it with a smile on my face and love in my heart being like, yes, mom, I'll take out the trash. And it's because I love you, you know, not just because I don't want to get grounded. So because of that, in the same way with God, we hope that this fear of hell that might be the beginning reason for why we do something will change into I'm doing this out of love of God. So I'm like, let's say I'm going to mass. I'm going because I love God, but I still don't really know what I'm trying to get out of it or what I'm supposed to be getting out of it. So if you didn't know, mass has two parts. The holy sacrifice of the mass begins with the liturgy of the word. And what happens during the liturgy of the word is there are different readings from the Bible. So readings taken from scripture. And on a Sunday mass, there are more readings than a daily mass. So on a Sunday mass, we have a reading from the Old Testament, followed by one of the Psalms. So it's called the Responsorial Psalm, and it's always taken from the Psalms. And then, um, or at least for the most part, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, don't quote me on that, but it's called the Responsorial Psalm, so that's next. And then uh, on Sundays, there's a second reading, and that is um, almost always from the New Testament. Same with the first reading. It's almost always from the Old Testament, just every now and then it gets mixed up. So there's Old Testament reading, Responsorial Psalm, New Testament reading, and then there's the gospel. There is always a gospel, and it's always the last reading. And then after that, the priest um, on Sundays will give a reflection, or sometimes the deacon, called a homily. And it's the thoughts that he believes that God has inspired him to share with the congregation for the week based on those readings or maybe based on the feast day or different events in the church, whatever. So during that part of the mass, what I really encourage this group of eighth graders to do, what I encourage you to do is to pay attention, pay attention because during this part of the mass, God is trying to speak to your heart through scripture. And I told them, you don't have to remember what book the reading came from. You don't have to remember what the entire reading was about. Open your heart. Try to be still. Try to listen to the words. And if it helps you, this helps me. Otherwise, I can't really focus. I like holding a missalette, um, so a re like a book of the readings for the day. That at most parishes. The Missalette has the Sunday readings in it, and then also sometimes the daily readings, but not always. So what I've gotten is a subscription to this devotional. I know I've shared it before, but this is the one for December from The Word Among Us, and it has daily readings and reflections in it. So when I go to Mass every day, I can take this because the Missalettes at my church don't have the readings for during the week. So I like using this to follow along. And so, for example, this morning at Mass, when I showed up and was like, okay, Lord, like, what are you going to try to tell me today through the readings? 
I had a couple lines stand out to me from the different readings, but I really just want to focus on one to prove my point. So this comes from the first reading, which came from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And it was near the end. So this is from chapter 40 of Isaiah. And it says, They that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar as with eagles' wings. They will run and not grow weary, walk and not grow faint. So for whatever reason, that line out of the whole reading like really stood out to me. And more than any, the line that said, they that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And I was like, okay, what, like, why did that stand out to me? Like, what's God saying to me through that? And as I was reflecting on it more, like the word hope, I refer to it in this channel all the time. Like joy and hope has just become such a theme of my life and one that I'm convicted to share with other people. So like hope, hope in heaven, hope in Jesus, like hope and happiness, um, is something that I've been holding on to a lot lately because the devil has really been trying to get into my life and make me feel like I'm unhappy where I'm at, like that I'm not truly happy and truly alive where I'm at, which is so not true. But I think we all have those days where it's like today was a really good day, like work went great and everybody was really nice to me and got to hang out with my friends and like this other good thing happened or like whatever. Like we all have those days and then we all have those days where it's like, oh, work was so hard or like something went wrong and whatever. And so lately in my life, I've just been feeling classic me, like so impatient and being like, Lord, I really want this thing to happen or I want this relationship or I want this state of life or whatever. And so that line, they that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. It just like felt like a wave of peace coming upon me. And it was like Jesus was saying, like, just hold on to that hope. Like, I know that you've been getting tired, like where it started talking about like not growing weary, not growing faint. Guys, I have felt so weary lately and I have felt so faint, like not just physically, which I have been like so physically exhausted lately with everything that I'm doing, like all these different part-time jobs or whatever, like it can be so physically draining, but also emotionally and mentally because like back and forth between everything, it's exhausting. And even spiritually to just like keep praying the same prayers over and over again, like Jesus, I trust you and Lord, I'm hoping in you and help me to have joy. And like, it's hard. Someone once told me like, we never or sorry, God never gets tired of answering our prayers. We just get tired of praying them. And I think that is so true because I've been getting so tired lately. And Jesus, who is energy and life itself, is just like, I got you. Like, just keep praying. Like, just keep coming to me to renew your strength. Um, and that was a huge message of hope for me at Mass personally this morning that I would not have gotten if I hadn't gone to Mass. So the next time you go to Mass, I really encourage you, listen to the readings, and if you're able to, follow along if you can. Then um, something that I did 
after that, actually, after Mass this morning, um, this is another little tidbit as far as like liturgy of the word, Bible, scripture is concerned. There's this really cool app. Um, I was like looking around for my phone, but I think I left it in the other room. Um, there's this really cool app called the Bible U version. And I have it and it's so cool. And so after Mass, what I did is whenever um, like I realize what lines are really sticking out to me and I pray with them during Mass, I'll go on that app or even in like my literal Bible and I will highlight because you can highlight in this app or I'll take a literal highlighter sometimes and highlight in my actual Bible and I'll highlight the line that stood out to me to be like, cool, like, Lord, this is really cool. Um, and sometimes in that app or in my actual Bible, I'll actually like scribble a note. Like this is what like God was telling me through this scripture passage so that maybe when I go back later and I'm just like flipping through different verses or whatever, I'll find it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like this is what God spoke to me through his word today. So that is a recommendation I have as far as the first part of mass, the liturgy of the word, like what can you get out of it? What should you get out of it? Jesus speaking to your heart, if you're listening, is what you should get out of it. So that's my challenge to you there. And then my last challenge for you concerns the second part of mass, which is called the liturgy of the Eucharist, meaning that's when the sacrifice of the mass takes place. The unbloodied sacrifice of Calvary becomes present at every single mass all over again. And it is awesome. This book talks a lot about that. So again, I really recommend reading this book. But what I want to focus on is the part where during the liturgy of the Eucharist, the priest elevates the host. And so Jesus, well, the host, the bread, during the, what's called the moment of consecration, is transformed into the body and blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, even if it looks no different with our literal physical eyes, like with the eyes of faith, like I know, I know when those bells ring, those beautiful heavenly bells, I know that that is my Lord and my God in front of me, as real as when the bread like rained down from heaven, um, like for the Hebrews, like in the Old Testament, like God provided for them then, like, this is the bread of life. Like, Jesus himself has told me, like, this is my body, take and eat. This is my blood, take and drink. Like, I believe that, you guys, with my whole heart, mind, body, soul, spirit. I didn't always, but I do. I do, I do. Even though it makes no sense to me, that's why it's called faith. And I have faith in the Eucharist and in the real presence of Jesus within it. So when the priest holds up Jesus in that moment, Here's what I encourage you to do. In that moment, as Christ is becoming present to you all over again, offer yourself, offer yourself up to him as he is offering himself to you in that moment. And offer him everything. And be 100% totally, totally, <laughs> can't talk, totally vulnerable with him. Because in that moment, he's on the cross all over again, bloodied, naked, 100% vulnerable because of his love for you. Give him your heart in return and whatever is on it that day. So at that mass, whatever is on your heart, give it to him. Jesus, I'm lost. 
Jesus, I'm so alone. Jesus, I'm bored out of my mind and I can't stand being here and I don't know why you're making me be here, but I'm here and I offer that to you. Like, help me to understand your presence and help me to actually care because right now I don't. Like, be honest with him, guys. Don't be fake with him. He knows your heart. So be honest with him. Give it to him because he can handle it. If you're doing well, tell him, Jesus, thank you for this mass. I love you. I love coming to mass. Thank you for my family that's here with me or thank you for my friends or just thank you that I'm experiencing your love here. Even if I'm alone here, like be real with him. Like Jesus, my grandma is dying and I hate it. I give that to you. Jesus, my parents are divorcing and I hate it. I give that to you. Jesus, my heart is breaking in all these different ways and I offer it up to you. Unite whatever is on your heart with his heart, with our blessed mother's heart, who is also standing just as real as you in that moment at the foot of that cross. Offer yourself entirely up to him. Surrender. Jesus, I trust in you. And I promise you that in that moment, he will love you and he will embrace you and he and Our Lady will prepare you to receive him in the Eucharist as you go forward, I hope, on your knees out of reverence and worship for him to receive the Eucharist and to be totally united with him in communion, in receiving communion. Those are my suggestions for you as far as Mass. I hope that they help. I hope that you love going to Mass. I hope that if you don't, that one day you will. I hope that if you aren't convinced that Jesus is present in the Eucharist, that one day you will come to believe that with all of your heart, mind, soul, being. And I hope that you can listen to Him. I hope that you can surrender yourself to Him. And I hope that you will experience His merciful love as powerfully as praise be to God He has allowed me to begin to. If you guys have any questions or comments, as always, feel free to leave them below. Otherwise, until next time, God bless you guys. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring, creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.